Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to our new podcast. First of all, I want to thank everyone who's been joining in on our podcast. I've seen that my latest episodes are getting um, a little higher views. So um, I'm very thankful to all of you who've been joining, and I hope that you will love uh, whatever we trying to do here, which is just trying to, you know, create stories which are pretty interesting, of course, this being said, it doesn't mean that, you know, the format of the stories will just keep on going the way they are right now. Just like Doomsday, they're bound to change and get better. Anywho, um, thank you for joining us. Today, of course, I'm going to be posting the new episode of Dragon Ball Meets Earth Fighters. At the current pace, I'm kind of inclined to post um, each episode in a week, um, like weekly basis, though it's not completely, you know, set in stone. It really depends on the story. Right now, the story, as you know, is progressing pretty well, with Goku and Vegeta having no choice but to train and to get their powers back. But this doesn't mean that everything is going smoothly. They already have someone on their tail, someone who's going to try and kill them. So it's going to be one hell of a story. Um, so anywho, um, before we actually go on to the story itself, which is going to be another episode on its own, we're going to talk about Death of Superman, the animated movie that was released from DC, though not technically released, mainly it was leaked in its entirety, and I was able to watch it today. So, here's my thoughts on the movie. Is this movie any good, and does it compare, like, does it go... Uh, top of the list compared to other movies from DC. Sure, it actually goes on top, very much on top. Though it's not as good as Mask of Phantasm or, you know, things like that, Killing Joke, not even. But I'm not saying, by the way, that Killing Joke was the best movie DC produced. I'm saying that, you know, if you omit the first 30 minutes, then the rest of it is amazing, just like the comic. So, I'm saying it like that. I'm not saying that, you know, I like the first 30 minutes where Batman does it with Barbara, which makes no friggin' sense. Um, this movie, to be honest, is um, a great movie. The Death of Superman, obviously, from the title, from the cover, everything is spoiled. You know what's gonna happen. So, pretty obvious. But, why is it going to happen? What's going to happen exactly that leads to this? If you've read the comic books, if you watch the other Superman animation called Superman Doomsday, or even watched Superman, Batman v Superman, um, Dawn of Justice, you already know what creature is going to do this to Superman. The thing is that the this animated movie is pretty much very, um, you know, connected and rooted in the comic book. I mean, if you read the comic book, you already know that, you know, death of Superman is not the only thing that matters. There's a lot of foreshadowing about who, like, other guys are going to show up and they're going to, you know, just kind of uh, show who they are, what they are, and they're going to replace Superman. It's kind of a foreshadowing that happens throughout the entire movie. Like with Hank Henshaw, which all of you know as Cyborg Superman, and of course Superboy, all of this. So... We kind of know this stuff, and it's really hinted in the movie. But the most important thing we want to be hinted, which I'll tell later, but, you know, it's kind of obvious what everyone wants from this particular sequel to this particular movie. 
anywho, um, just like the comic book, Superman is juggling his life, the Justice League, everything, and trying to, you know, balance stuff out. Um, but of course, while he has a very good career as Superman or even Daily Planet, he does not have a good life in his personal life. So, he can't tell Lois that he's Superman, but, you know, he's trying to and he's trying to protect her. The movie really does that well. The connection between Superman and Lois is not exactly, you know, um, touched upon that much, considering the movie's only one and a half hour, even less than that, one, one, um, 20 minutes, I think. One around 20 minutes. So, it's not exactly going to touch a lot upon these kinds of stuff, but it does its best. And at that limited time, it does things amazingly. I mean, you kind of care about these two and how much they actually know about each other or don't know about each other. And if this is actually set in the same universe as Justice League War from that movie on, so it kind of makes sense that they never actually talk that much, but you know, their relationship is actually never completely explained anyway. I mean, if you watch the previous movies, as I have, you actually never get to know how these guys got together. Of course, you know in the comics, but in these animated movies, it's kind of always been a blur. Like, how far is the relationship anyway? So, apparently now, um, they're trying to, you know, go on a trip, and then they meet um, Clark's parents before they go on the trip because, you know, it's canceled because the parents are here. The movie actually does a really good job of showing the relationship between Clark and Lois. Though, at first, it might seem confusing, the rest of it is really good. And the way Superman respects and wants to protect her, that's even more showing here. The question becomes, comparing it to Batman v Superman, another movie that touched upon this kind of story, how does it fare? To be honest, Batman v Superman also had a great way of showing Superman and Lois's relationship and the conflict Superman had within him. So, was it better or worse? I would say that this movie did it a little better, even though it's kind of a weird thing to say. But the thing that did better was that Lois didn't know that he was Superman at the beginning. So that puts a lot more emotional impact. And the relationship wasn't that far ahead. With Batman v Superman, the relationship is already far ahead. They're living together. She knows he's Superman, blah, blah, blah. So it does feel really good to see these kinds of stuff, like how much he cares about Lois and stuff like that, the innocence. But I would say that, you know, I would have loved for them to, you know, take their time with this kind of relationship. It's, it was suddenly, like, way too fast. But, well, we got what we got. Anyways, the other relationships in the story that are touched upon are Jimmy Olsen's um, and this guy who loves Superman, adores Superman. I don't really know his name, didn't catch his name. And I don't think he's any popular character anymore. Maybe it was at that time. And uh, I really don't know him. But he also loves Superman really much. It's kind of creepy, but he does anyway. The Justice League itself... Um, have a presence in the movie. They don't have that much of a presence, especially, you know, uh, so many other leaguers, like um, Batman. Hawkman doesn't even have a dialogue. He appears, he hits the crap out of Doomsday. He doesn't have a dialogue. Um, Flash is kind of cool in this movie. Green Lantern, again, he's only here for a few lines. Wonder Woman has a great presence in the movie. Whenever she's on the screen, you know she's going to steal the scene, even though she's getting her ass kicked. But... At the same time, you know, she's really funny, and she jo just throws some jokes at Batman, 
or you know becoming really famous and having a lot of toys sold um so it's actually really cool to see the justice league but they're not the focus and that's really good especially not batman being the focus here which is the best thing that they've done for this movie we don't we're talking about superman here not batman so thank god for one time he's not the focus i mean i love batman very much very much more than superman but in a movie like this don't make him the focus not like batman v superman i mean you could have made a movie just off of batman with that style, it would have rocked the world of everyone. Well, anyway, I'm not here to talk about that debate. Anywho, um, like I said, uh, it's really amazing to see all of these Justice Leaguers. However, seeing Martian Manhunter is pretty weird. Aside from the fact that we actually never saw his introduction, I don't remember seeing him introduced into this new animated universe um, I don't even remember Hawkman being here. I don't like how they displayed Martian Manhunter. I mean, he's so damn skinny. Give him something to eat, for God's sake. He's so friggin' skinny, and he's not even that powerful anymore. I mean, I don't know what DC has against Martian Manhunter, but this is awful. I don't like the way they treated him in this movie. Hell, I don't like the way they treated Lex Luthor in this movie. Lex also has a really weird face. I mean, at one time, you actually think like, his face is a pill. He's just too tall and skinny face, and the voice acting is just awful for Lex, also for Martian Manhunter. I mean, these two were really similar in appearance. I mean, just you could just change the color of their skin, and they would be the same person. And the voice acting is just awful for both of them. Um, this I wish I could have just you know fixed. Otherwise, everything else was on par. Doomsday on himself. Um, he was a pretty disgusting villain. Not to say that, you know, he was bad. Um, the thing is that, you know, he's not exactly uh, nice to look at. And that's the point. He's not supposed to be nice to look at. He's supposed to be very disgusting. And he is disgusting. He's super powerful. He doesn't give up. It's never actually explained how his powers work. Even though everyone knows that whatever kills him makes him stronger. Because he can't die by that way anymore. But we're not shown that exactly. Um... The fight between them is really gruesome, and the use of blood here is very much needed. I mean, one of the things that make this scene look more harrowing or, you know, basically just to say that, yeah, this is serious. This is going to happen. Blood is necessary. One of the things that I think that they should have included in Batman v Superman was to, you know, actually show damage to the suits and themselves and some blood. I mean, they got hit really bad, and they showed nothing. Which is awful, in my opinion. I mean, now that I see it, I'm like, sure. Back then, I didn't care. Now, I'm like, I definitely care. I sh we should have seen this thing. A little damage would have been nice. But, you know, they can't. Because if they do, then they're going to say, oh, no, 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 no. We are just going to hike up the rating. And we're going to be like, R-rated. Why? I mean, the one thing they loved about Winter Soldier, a Marvel movie was that they actually showed the damage to Captain and everyone else. You could actually see blood. And that was amazing. You could actually see them getting hurt. But in every other Marvel movie, they don't do that. I don't know why. I mean, even in Civil War, you just see them bloody at the end. And the suits and everything else is fine. You just see a little blood. I don't get how that can happen. Jeez, I don't care. So, this fight is really gruesome. It's really, um, you know, just grabs your heart and just pressurizes it, like saying, you know, you should feel something. And you do. 
And the thing is that this movie really gets many things right. I mean, the movie is very serious. Though it has a lighter tone compared to Batman v Superman, but it is dark. It's not joking around. It's a serious movie about his death and all. So, um, like I said, the tone of the movie is great. It's not too dark. It's not too light, you know, making matters fun or something. But at the same time, there are simple touches that make this very dark tone seem very light. One thing that Batman v Superman very much missed was that while they did show that people cared for Superman and yet they were afraid of Superman because of so many stuff, and, you know, how it showed the darkness of our world, where it's just like, you know, one day um, supporting something, the other we're killing something. This was exactly that. But the problem here problem for Batman v Superman was that they didn't show the simplest thing that how Superman was an inspiration. I mean, sure, seeing Superman come into the sky, people, you know, cheering him on and looking for his help, that's more like Jesus kind of stuff. But when you can touch that guy, that's more than that. I mean, the very scene that Superman just suddenly decides to save this little boy, even though he's fighting with Doomsday, that's amazing. He just suddenly stops this kid from dying. And though I have to say, the kid is actually stupid. He only cares about his stupid Game Boy. But uh, the way he stops that kid from dying and then the kid looks at him and just hugs him, that is what makes Superman Superman. You never see somebody hugging Batman, even though he does a lot for people. It's because you know, he doesn't care about this stuff. He just wants to do his job. Superman is a guy who gives hope whose very presence makes you just happy, makes you have hope, makes you think that, yes, this is, this is amazing. He's here, everything's going to be fine. So when, he, when this kid hugs him, that's just amazing. That's just the best thing I've ever seen. And it kind of brought tear to my eye. Of course, the fight goes on, the fight is really gruesome, everything is happening, then the fight just gets escalated. Lufor, for some reason, appears in the fight. I don't understand what the hell Looper is doing in this movie, exactly, but everything is amazing. I mean, you get the feel of how people love Superman. A few lines from this movie just show that, and you know how everything goes, and how you know people care about him, and how he cares about them, and you know the love that he has with Lois, the way he tries to save Lois, and you know just use all of his power. It's amazing. One scene in particular that almost made me break down before actually breaking down was that Superman throws a really hard punch at Doomsday but Doomsday still gets up and Superman is lying on the floor then a stone is thrown at Doomsday Doomsday just looks over and sees that Lois is the one who threw the stone and that's the one, you know she's just you know, crying in tears and at this point she actually knows that Clark is Superman which is very sweet because the way it was handled and everything, it was really nicely done. And before, you know, Doomsday gets to her to kill her with, you know, uh, just uh, recently grown bone stuff. I don't know how to call them, like, you know, you would call them, like, um, blades from the hand. Wrist blades, something like that. It grew from his hand, actually. So he's getting ready to do it. Lewis just tells... Um, Clark that yes I got your note and I love you too and you know this just almost wants to make you cry and you know there's this scene which makes it so 
friggin' epic. I mean, it just feels like Goku from Dragon Ball suddenly just going crazy and going angry and going like, Ah, Kaioken! And suddenly just running into this guy. So, he just does something exactly like that. He just, you know, he's beaten. He can't move. But, you know, that saying that says, I love you too, he suddenly gets, you know, powerful. He gets hope or something. He just yells from anger. Everything just, you know, just like Dragon Ball. The stones start, you know getting cracked and going down, some of them move up, and he just moves as fast as possible to punch Doomsday in the face. As he does, Doomsday's neck breaks. It doesn't actually break, it just turns 180 degrees to the other side, so he dies. And I thought to myself, damn, I think Superman's dead too. I mean, we know he dies, but this, this was just too gruesome. In the next scene, you see that, you know, Doomsday head is on the other way. But you see that the cape and everything else is just pointy. And you realize that that blade that helped Doomsday grew went right into Superman. And it falls down on the ground. It's kind of reminiscent of Batman v Superman and how that happened. But I would say that both of their deaths were handled really well. I mean, when Superman is dying and he's in Lois's arms, and he just says, I was the luckiest man alive, and just dies, that's, that's the world. That's just right there. You cannot hold your tears back. You will cry. It's just the most amazing death I've seen. Difference between this and Batman v Superman, I realize now, Batman v Superman didn't need to be that dark. And it needed a lot more stuff. Being that dark means that you can also use your blood and damage. You didn't use that. You used other stuff to show emotions. Though the deaths were pretty identical. Especially the last scene with Lois holding him. Well, of course, both of them were inspired by the death of Superman. But the point is that they did it better in one and a half hour movie. You guys had three hours. You delivered a great movie. I'm not saying that it was bad. But now watching this, I'm like, why can't you bring the same writers on the animated version to this one? Hell, the same crew. Just teach them how to make a good movie. Don't be afraid to show a little blood, a little damage to the suit. Nobody's going to be like, oh, no, Superman's suit is destroyed. I don't like him anymore. No, that is what this fight was about. Superman met his match. The very fact that his suit got destroyed, he got blood. Yo, this just shows how powerful his enemy was and that, that Superman is not always invincible. That would have had way more punch than anything else you could have done in that movie. That would have shown how the mighty god of DC Universe has fallen. Anywho, do yourself a favor. Definitely watch this movie. It's an amazing movie. I'm, I cannot say enough about this movie. It's just wonderful, friggin' wonderful. It doesn't drag on, it doesn't, you know, bore you or anything. The very fight between Doomsday and Superman is exhilarating. And it's just nail-biting. You keep thinking, how is he gonna die? How is this gonna happen? And then, Zark, he's dead. Of course, this isn't the end of this. There's going to be another part to this called Reign of Superman, just like the comics. We're going to see Superboy, we're going to see Cyborg Superman. 
and we're going to see return of the original Superman. Though by the end of the movie, it's kind of teased that you know he still lives on, which is kind of weird, because the coffin is open and is just flying away. I don't think that's normal, to be honest. I mean, we know that the spaceship was needed to make him recover and become Black Superman. But this kind of tease is like, you just took away everything that, you know, that emotional punch. You just took it away. Anyway, I'm not going to be judging this like this. I'm pretty sure they're gonna, they know what they're doing. Because this movie was really good. So definitely give it a watch. Um, <clears throat> this movie is actually just as great as uh, Batman The Return of the Dark Knight. Sorry, The Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> Part 2. So definitely give it a watch. It's amazing. It's everything that we wanted from a Superman movie. And the death of Superman storyline adapted to the small screen. I think it doesn't get any better than this. So I'm actually you know, willing to watch another version of this 10 years later. Because this one was actually pretty good. We don't need anything else. For now, I'm pretty sure everybody's itching to see other stuff from New 52 and Rebirth being adapted into movies. Other than this stuff. Anywho, thank you very much for listening to our podcast. Tonight is going to be the next episode of Dragon Ball Meets Earth Fighters. A little sneak tease would be that in this episode, they're going to learn a little more about Broly and how every character is just, you know, coming from every universe to this place. And what the hell is going to happen to everyone. Keep watch, keep listening, keep watch, and don't worry, we're not going anywhere. Even if I have, you know, maybe two listeners, I'm still going to do this crap. Because I'm doing it for people and for myself, for fun. So, please recommend to your friends if you like us. Please uh, give us an applause or anything. And uh, I appreciate it. Thank you very much.